0: Hello and welcome to episode 73 of the Screenplay Writers Podcast. We are the Screenplay Writers. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 73 of the Screenplay Writers Podcast, the only podcast by, for, and about screenplay writers, people who write screenplays, and screenplays themselves. We're your hosts, i Ryan.
1: What's up, y'all? My name's Nathan.
0: And we're back with you in beautiful Vancouver, BC, and coming up on the winter officially, Uh, But we've just been uh, reading and writing a ton of screenplays lately. It's wintertime when we hunker down, and all we really do is write screenplays and roast coffee beans and serve up delicious espresso drinks, which is our other passion, uh, from...
1: Passion numero de.
0: Passion de 0002, um, Passion. Is uh, making coffee drinks from our home base at Firehall Coffee, in Vancouver, BC. If you're in the neighborhood, stop by. Uh, we'd love to fix you up one. Um, Nathan, would you say which is your which was your first passion, screenplays or coffee?
1: I would say screenplays because when I saw the movie, uh, what's it called with the Rambo Ali- Alien Boy, Alien. Alien boy, Daniel. No, it's like a music boy.
0: Uh, E.T. Yeah. Oh,
1: okay. So that was interesting to me. So then I wanted to do screenplays, but then the right. next day I had a cup of coffee and I decided that I wanted to roast beans. So when it was I screenplays saw first by a day. Screenplays
0: first by one day. Interesting. Yeah. When I saw the cartoon droids, which is a cartoon about C three PO and R two D two, two characters from a movie Star Wars. I saw this cartoon called Droids. That was when I knew I wanted to write screenplays, because I was like, you could do so much more with these characters. And then I, after that, discovered that they had movies about them, and that I fell in love with that.
1: It's actually like inspiring to think about where we came from and our roots.
0: It's inspiring to think about how far we've come. Yeah. Those are the days, you know. Three years ago, we hadn't written any screenplays. No. Yeah. Three years ago, now, is nothing. We've written dozens and dozens each. Yeah. Dozens upon dozens of screenplays. We've brainstormed. We've whiteboarded. We've texted about different ideas. We text a
1: lot about ideas. Even when we're in the same room, sometimes it's just easier to write it down and you just see it on the phone screen as opposed to in person.
0: It's nice to see it on your phone. That's when I know if a screenplay is going to work is if I can type it in, text, text it quickly, text it, you know, what's the log line? Yeah. Uh, very quickly and get a response from, if I get an LOL from Nathan, you know, I know that's authentic, you know, he he doesn't LOL for nothing. And that's when I know that it's going to work and it's going to be a success. Yeah. That's why we do what we do. Today's episode 73, we've made it to 73, which is fantastic, and we are going to talk about something that we get a lot of requests about, private DMs, private messages that other other people can't see publicly, but we get them, lots of them, uh, and this is about writing screenplays for kids, writing screenplays with kids in them, yeah, as well as writing screenplays without kids in them for kids. We get both those questions and sometimes it's hard to tell what the asker is asking. So we're just going to cover them both. Yeah. Nathan, what's your number one consideration when writing, uh, for kid audiences?
1: Well, they don't understand all the references that you might make to historical stuff or current events. They aren't exactly tuned into that, that sort of thing per se. Maybe they are, but maybe they aren't. And, uh, so that's difficult. You kind of got to dumb down the language a little bit. Yeah. Because you're talking to kids. I'm
0: glad you brought that up right away. That's a hair's rule. Uh, number one hair's rule related to kids is you got to dumb it down to the dumbest common denominator.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, you just have to. It's yeah. the only way.
0: If you read it and there's a... Light if you read back your screenplay and there's the slightest question of what did I mean there? You got to dumb it down. You gotta bring it yeah. down that hair's rule, dumb it down. Dumb it down for kids. Yeah, it's it's the hair's rule um about that one. But I think it's uh, you know, you're you're saying what were you saying?
1: I was just saying you have to dumb it down.
0: Yeah, dumb it down. Oh, and they don't get references. Yeah. That's hair's rule number two is with kids. Kids don't get uh, references.
1: Yeah, they don't get references to like, if you make a reference that's like uh, coffees for closers. Exactly. They wouldn't necessarily
0: get that. No, they wouldn't get it. And we found that this out the hard way when Nathan and I wrote a screenplay treatment of Cheers, which was a, uh, a sitcom. uh took place in a bar. We wrote Cheers for Kids. We literally called it Cheers for Kids, the screenplay. Mm-hmm. And um, we we read it to some kids in a bit of a focus group, kids we knew around town and uh, relatives of ours. Not one kid got it, what we were referring to. And if you don't get the, you know, if you don't know what the original Cheers was, you're not going to enjoy that screenplay. Because
1: so. it was a lot of just the exact episodes of Cheers, but they're, they're babies, essentially.
0: Exactly. We just combined a bunch of episodes and smoothed it out, and it didn't work.
1: Nobody liked it.
0: We we shelved it. It's on the show. No adults it's even liked it. The they shelf. didn't
1: have an, an excuse. The, adults, the kids didn't know what it was.
0: Yeah, it's true. The adults hated it, but at least they knew the reference, Yeah. and that told us, okay, maybe we should either revisit this one completely or shelve it, and we decided to shelve it.
1: Mm-hmm. We uh, Our shelves are massive. They're
0: covered in screenplays that we've shelved. Yeah. Halfway through. Yeah. Uh, we have a section at Firehall Coffee called the screenplay shelf that others cannot touch. The management screenplay.
1: is like not thrilled that, we ha- that we're no. using their storage, it's like limited storage space in the coffee shop. It's but unfortunately, it was like we spend so much time here, I feel like we deserve a little bit of space. And they say, well, don't you we have the staff locker for that? And we say, staff locker's not big enough to hold a shelf. It's a locker, literally. So yeah. it's a lot of that.
0: We were here for a we were at Fire All for a year, uh, loading up the shelf with screenplays, half finished. And one of the managers said, What's the, what is that stuff? And we said, recipes. <laughs> and uh, so they didn't touch it for eight months after that. And um, then one of them finally picked it up and looked at it and was like, Cheers for Kids. What is this? It happened to be Cheers for Kids. And uh, the worst one he could have picked yeah, up. Pick up exactly. Any other exactly. one. Anything but it. Cheers for Kids because they hated it. <laughs> yeah. They read it eight pages and were like, That's not very funny. Yeah. They Who's said, this? Well, have you
1: seen Cheers? They said, Yeah, we're big fans. So. Yeah.
0: They were like, I don't get the Cliff character. Yeah. That's fair enough. You're not going to get it unless you see it.
1: That's like, that's what we wrote on the title page, Cheers for Kids. You're not going to get it unless you see it.
0: Yeah, please watch, you know, 20 or 30 episodes of Cheers first before, yep. before watching, reading this. Today's theme Writing for kids is very important. It's obviously kids are a gigantic market. Not that we like to talk about business and markets and finance on this show, but let's be honest. We don't,
1: but we need to talk about it sometimes because it's so important.
0: You absolutely have to. Um, So that's why we're touching on it. Also because of all the requests we get. But um, kids are a big market. They have disposable income. There's tweens. You know, there's teens. There's pre-tweens. There's uh, millennials who are getting old now. The oldest millennials late 30s now. Really? There's uh, that tiny generation of like 6 month period between millenni- between millennials and Gen X which is the very coolest people I've been told. There's Gen Xers which are older than that. They're not really kids. But they could be. You have you, they could be youthful. They could yep. be youthful. Not exactly what I think of when I think of writing for kids it is Gen Xers. But yeah. that just might be me. Unless you're doing a a flashback movie and then you're speaking to Gen Xers as if they're kids. And that's a very viable option. Yeah. Lucrative market too. Gen X? Gen X as kids. Yeah. 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 It's like a Muppet baby sort of thing.
1: And Muppets are puppets.
0: Muppets are monster puppets. Mm. Um, all different characters. There's this. There's Kermit the Frog and um, etc. That uh, do a lot of funny hijinks. They used to host a TV show. was mm, actually uh, really cool. Yeah, they're they're pretty funny. You might like it. Um, yeah. Let's do script surgery. Scalpel. Dialogue. Character development. Script surgery is where so, we
1: take an existing uh, screenplay and find out everything that's wrong with it and what we would do to make it better. And we're going to be looking at uh, Wreck-It Ralph 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Bingo. A kid's movie, no surprise. We always yeah. kind of tie it in with the we theme. tie it in. Yeah.
0: like to tie it. Absolutely. Lots of ties. And there's lots of ties with this screenplay, with, with everything we've been talking about because not only does it appeal to kids and it's written for kids it's animated first of all it's very colorful it's animated I
1: think they do that on computers
0: it's computer animated for sure it has to be majority uh, done on computer because there's so much animation in this thing it's very detailed yeah the, the rendering
1: time must been forever
0: they probably hit render and then would come back 24 hours later and it would be you know, done. a scene done Yeah. Um, But not only is it written for kids, it's also written for Gen Xers as kids, the youthful side of Gen Xers. So it's youthful, but it's also kind of that middle age appeal and references and allusions. There might even be an allusion to cheers in there Um, when I think back to it.
1: Trying to think. Yeah, there might be. Maybe that's where we got the idea, but we didn't see it till later, so it wouldn't really make any sense. But
0: might have been subliminal. Might have been subliminal. Subliminal, which is, yeah. You know, another another topic for another time. Mm-hmm. But overall, you know, this screenplay. What I like about this one is that it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. It is it's, interesting, isn't it? It's not dull. It's interesting. It's got lots of topics. It's it's an interesting story. They set up the story in an interesting way, and then they deliver with. Characters you know and love from R- Wreck It Ralph 1, so they've mm-hmm. been established, right? But then they introduce a new problem that these characters have to solve. And I thought that was a really interesting way to go about crafting this screenplay.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: Characters are great in this one. Sarah Silverman stars as character, oh, that was her. character okay. one. Um,
1: John C. Riley.
0: John C. Riley. I was going to say Hagrid. Harry Potter, but it's not Harry from Harry Potter. could be Hagrid, though. He could have been. He wasn't available, I think. So they got John C. Riley, who's very funny, known as a funny guy, to do that part, and I thought he delivered it with aplomb. Absolutely, yeah.
1: Yeah. That was right.
0: Yeah, this is one that we would go see again, um, but once is enough. But I would read it again. I read it seven times in the past three weeks, and it's a page yeah. turner. It's a page, page turner. turner of a screenplay. Yeah, go play. see
1: it, check it out. Let us know what you think. Screenplay writers, uh, what's our Twitter handle actually?
0: Screenplay uh, Pod at Screenplay Pod. I believe that's our Twitter handle. We encourage you to follow us, and awesome. we we will follow you back. We guarantee. Cool. Let's do Logline Cage Match. <laughs> Today on Logline Cage Match. We're going to do what we do every week, which is one of us presents a log line for a screenplay they've been working on, and the other person listens intently and then provides constructive criticism to the other, with emphasis on the word criticism, to really bring out the best of each other with no-holds-barred feedback. So Nathan has one for us today, I believe, don't you, Nathan?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Get a little of this. Let's hear it. It's called Kid Tax. A group of school smart fifth graders open their own accounting firm and mess up an entire town's tax returns.
0: Oh, wow! Kid Tax, Kid I love tax. it. I love it. This fits in so well to our theme this week. Right? I know. I wanted kids. to pitch
1: one that was kids related. Mm.
0: So these kids are—they're school smart, right? They're good at math, probably.
1: They're good at math for their age, yeah.
0: For their age, they're good at probably social studies.
1: Yeah, they wouldn't be like particularly bad at social studies.
0: What do they call social studies now? Is it still called social studies or called something else? I actually don't social know. Social sciences. I don't know. well. Anyway, the social studies—they're probably good at most subjects. I could see these students, you know, wearing collared shirts and being, being well coiffed hair. Possibly, Yeah. And then what is it? At recess, instead of playing soccer, group of four or five maybe students are huddled in a corner at recess, possibly planning out their company. Is that what you picture? Yeah. And then they open an accounting firm, maybe do battle with the existing accounting firm in town.
1: Yeah, it's sort of like there's publicity just because they're so young.
0: Oh, yeah. They get free publicity, free earned media, it's called. And they, but they make mistakes, I guess. has to be some critical mistake, and then they screw up the entire town's tax returns. Yeah. So this entire town owes, like, millions of dollars to the government. Then there's some conclusion, maybe, that everyone in town has to build playgrounds for the town to pay off their tax burden. That would be good. Interesting twist. I like that, Nathan. Great yeah. idea. Bottom line is I really like it. I think that's a fantastic idea. See, I'm brainstorming just automatically. I can't help it. That, no, that's that's a, good. Sign like, of a good I like idea. it
1: that you do that. Like, that wasn't exactly the direction I was planning on going. but
0: Those are just suggestions off the top of my head, just thoughts. Cool. They're not even suggestions. They're just thoughts. Yep. Thought starters, I call them. Yeah. Because they're start, starting of thoughts that you could use, you could ignore, you could take it in a totally different direction as you know. Okay. But that... So bottom line is I'd keep... I'd, I'd, I'd write that one up. and keep writing. It's awesome. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode of the Screenplay Writers Podcast. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking about writing for kids. We hope you took a lot of notes. You can re-listen to this podcast as often as you like. Just hit back. Once a day should do. Once a day. Is, you know, it's 15 minutes, probably 20 minutes. you got... Probably that much time your schedule while you're loading the dishwasher or something like that but we really enjoyed bringing it to you hope you enjoyed it and we'll catch you next week as always keep your dialogue snappy
1: always keep writing.